Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and the art of being human. We're more than a subscription company. Love Good is a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm really excited to be sitting down today with two people that I see on a near daily basis, Tommy Kalaki and Lauren Jameson. They're the two house directors of our apprenticeship program this year. And under them are actually six apprentices and two affiliates. Now, some of you are like, what in the world is he talking about? Okay, so a few years back, Love Good launched a gap year experience for young adults. You're gonna hear more about it in just a few moments, but it's this pretty intense nine-month experience of prayer, of study, of community, of, of just living what we call the art of being human, right? So for those young adults out there who kind of feel the pain of living in a culture that is noisy, that is relativistic, that is really full of contradiction, this is a year to recalibrate. You know, it's a year to step into reality and to really align your heart and your mind with the greatest purpose for your life, right? And so there's a lot of intensity in a year like this. And we just wanted to pull back the veil, especially while our applications are streaming in right now. And you'll hear more about that in just a few moments. But but Lauren and Tommy have the best perspective of anybody of what it really means to not only be a love good apprentice, but to be a lifelong apprentice, right? For all of us to be in that state of becoming constantly. So pretty awesome. I'll be back with Tommy and Lauren in just a few moments, but for now, enjoy this brand new track live and unreleased anywhere except for lovegoodculture.com slash free. This is from our brand new Firesides Sessions mixtape. Check it out. And oh, she's like Eminem's man. I can get enough. She's melting in my hands. I, whoa, she's getting up the dance. So let me get my blue suede shoes on the dance. Going through the motion, trying to give them out of ocean. Every day's a new day, baby. Let's go sail across the ocean. No, oh, I know I'm not a player, but you play with my emotion. Is there something in this trip? Did you slip a magic potion? Lie. Whoa, I like the way you move it. I like the way you groove it. Move it, make me lose it. Baby, would you show me how you do it? Cause you got the most to make me feel right. Makes me wanna have the time of my life. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that, girl? And you got the most to make me feel right. Little pretty face and she up at night. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that, girl? This is great, sitting down with Lauren Jameson, Tommy Kalaki, house directors here in the Love Good Apprenticeship year 2019-2020, kind of crazy, and hanging out in the Love Good studio, not something that I I get the the, the privilege of sharing with you very much, so thanks. You're welcome, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how you feeling? Uh, Yeah, really good. A little nervous. I've literally never recorded a podcast before, so. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that was true of me two years ago. (laughs) Don't tell the world, even though they're listening. (laughs) I mean, I really don't know that anybody has a clue how to record a podcast until they just like buy the right mics, get the right software, and hit record, right? Mm. So this is exciting because a lot of my friends and guests and contributors on the podcast, they're artists, they're thought leaders, all of that's great. 
y'all are practitioners, right? We talk about the art of being human. You're living it every day and, you know, sort of like suffering and and joyfully accompanying so many others in it. Before we jump into that, though, I think the world just really wants to know you guys, okay? And it will start real, real simple like this, okay? You're going to wake up tomorrow morning and you're going you're gonna to find yourself with fill-in-the-blank superhero power. And I need to know not just what it is, but, but truly why. You have three seconds. Two seconds, one second, go. Okay, I would say freeze time and just be able to do, like to rest in moments a lot longer than I Would you wish. age in the resting? No, no, I wouldn't. That's me being selfish because- the, It's I also was, you being invincible. Well, yeah, that's all, yeah. Ageless. Yeah. I actually already have an argument against why that's not a good idea. Because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> everybody else would age around yeah, you, right? I, just, I love time. You know, yeah, it's you like love time. I love time. Because Have you ever read never, Augustine's thoughts on time? I know, I know. And they say and there's no one ever died of hunger not having had time to eat. As in the yeah. problem is never time. The problem is what you use with it. Huh. But okay. <laughs> there it is. at the same time for me, it's sometimes like I like being busy and doing a lot of things exciting, but I'm still an introvert and I'm still melancholic. So like, I just love Time. That sounds like <laughs> agony to me. Introvert and melancholic. Well, those go usually hand in hand. And actually, I would add, I'm also sanguine, like Father Ryan Adorjan and last podcast I watched with him. Amazing. Yeah. Well, he said everything true. I wanted to say. Amazing. I was like, preach. Do you, do you also kind of resonate with Charlie Brown a little bit? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I never but, see you without but, but, a no, smile. But, but, it's wait, amazing. Wait, but what he, was, what he was saying particularly... Yeah, he was saying like melancholic and sanguine can't go together. He's like, come at me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) To know me. Uh I was like, my spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, Tommy, you're probably one of the first guests we've had in a while who listens to the podcast Mm. consistently and would be able to quote previous episodes. (laughs) This is great news. Wow. Uh, New standard right there. Yeah, Yeah, don't ask me. (laughs) What, What is your superhero power of choice? I think it would be to not be able to break bones. Ah, have you had a lot of broken bones? Yeah. So not necessarily to not age or anything or not even to not die. Like let's die and go to heaven. Sure. But Mm. to just be able to do really fun things and never have to worry about how it's going to impact me. Okay. Can can you share your injuries? I mean, Um, what's the worst? I broke my foot in five places. What? Because I jumped off of a rock wall at a trampoline park into what I thought was a foam pit. Oh, that whoa. was one layer of foam cubes and then concrete. Oh, that's not fair. Too much information. Straight up Ouch. shattered my foot. Yeah. You know what they say? Live like there's no tomorrow and you'll be right sooner than you think. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, I've never broken a bone in my life. Yeah. I've I've never really been to, well, okay, there's this. Horrible story about how I got 11 stitches in my right forearm. Mm. But it came in the renovation of this very home, which, of course, is where the Love Good Studios is located here in Nashville, (laughs) Tennessee. And I punched through a window, not out of anger, out of real practical need because the window had to go. It was being replaced. Oh, my god! And what I didn't think about was how the glass shard would be waiting for me as my kind of arm ricocheted back. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a yeah. glove on, but oh. I didn't, I didn't And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call the masculine genius. Yeah. <laughs> it is the masculine genius right there. Yeah. Dang. But the yeah. whole idea of never breaking a bone, I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't be mine. So yeah. that's really interesting. I just, Five I wanna places, do, I want to do foot. crazy stuff. Yeah, and, and now I know of my physical yeah. setbacks. <laughs> I get it. I actually like, I don't know if yet if it's like a glass shard or a really, really sharp twig, but I cut a massive hole in my foot this morning playing dodgeball, which 
you know, I go into Warby Parker probably once a month to fix my glasses because of dodgeball. Right? This is a consistent thread in my life. <laughs> but I thought to myself this morning, I'm not actually 23 anymore. Mm. You know, like I can't quite can't do dodge, the quite things I used to do. I'm, I'm going to be guaranteed <laughs> limping tomorrow when you see me in the morning, Tommy. <clears throat> guaranteed. Okay, so now we know kind of where your heads and your hearts and your feet are. And this is great. You've also both been a part of so many amazing things long before Love Good even came to the picture. One of them is your alma mater, Benedictine College. This oh, is Raven. uncanny. Yeah, uncanny, and I hope a cause for competition out there. We've only <laughs> ever really had full-blown house directors, as in people who didn't do anything else, from Benedictine College. And I say that because our first ever guy to step into one of these crazy homes and be a part of this crazy apprenticeship program was David Lee, Notre Dame grad, right? Fighting Irish, I get that. But he also had... 17 other things going on. Mm -hmm. He was my right-hand man, and he was a gracious and patient and hardworking soul. But, Tommy, you were the first to ever just be a house director, mm -hmm. you know? But even the one who was doing it alongside a couple other things was Marisol, mm -hmm. also a Benedictine College grad about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. And then Lauren just stepped in with a really crazy turn of events. Like, I don't think any of us saw it coming, maybe most especially you, right? Yeah. So give us just a little bit of y'all's backstories. I'm mostly curious about like where you come from, what you think of Nashville. I'm a, you know, I get actually criticized for talking about Nashville too much and I don't <laughs> care. Okay. I love this town. Someone introduced themselves to me last night and they said, sometimes people call you Mr. Nashville. Mm. And I thought, would, would you like to help me run for mayor? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> like there's probably one job I could actually be passionate about other than the one I'm currently doing. And that is mayor of Middle Tennessee. Tennessee. I mean, Nashville, Tennessee. That'd be, come on, that'd be so fun. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, influences, key moments in your own journeys up until this point, things that have shaped the man and woman <laughs> that you guys are. They don't know that you just pointed us wrong. Yeah, I know. I just, it's just, it's, hey, for those who don't know, we are recording this late at night, a very unusual thing for me. Usually I'm <laughs> sipping on coffee and a perfect world I'd be sipping on scotch right now, but I'm mostly just hyper yeah. and <laughs> sleep deprived. So here we are. That's kind of what I'm I feeling right I think now. All of us. Like yeah. all of us. That's kind of perfect. Hyper and sleep deprived. There it is. So a little, bit of, little bit of y'all's backstories and, you know, just some key highlights of your life up until this point let's hear it um who are you lauren jameson like where can i say where i'm from oh heck yeah okay so i'm from pittsburgh, what if i said no <laughs> pittsburgh kansas that is still weird to me because yep. it's not pennsylvania, not pennsylvania. Nope. and it's not even like is that where pitt state is yeah oh okay that makes sense to me yeah we've talked <laughs> about this <laughs> we've been yeah. that's right pitt state gorillas gorillas go oh. Gorillas. Like, it's the gorillas. They're, that's yeah, their mascot. But because but, of the go yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Clever. That's about as bad as GBO, <laughs> which is Go Big Orange. <laughs> Sorry to all your 2K <laughs> fans out there. You guys stink at football right now. That's all I got to say. Keep going. Yeah. Um, I went to uh, Catholic school my entire life. And it very much is a big part of who I am because if I wasn't at my Catholic school, I probably would not have learned my heart for service. Mm. I went on a mission trip my sophomore year of high school, so about 15 years old, and just realized that serving people is the best way to love. So continued to live that out, went to Benedictine College and studied business management and evangelization and catechesis. I wanted to study evangelization, but my parents were like, well, you got to get a major to get a job. So I did management and then fell in love with business. Yeah. And heard about Love Good actually from Tommy 
I was following Love Good on social media just in a roundabout way. Totally did not intentionally follow them. And you, saw, you thought he was a t-shirt model. Saw Tommy in a post that I thought was a t-shirt post. Like one of those. Buy this like, t-shirt post. Like, I mean, come make your t-shirt with us. It's the face. That's the problem. And saw Tommy. Yeah. Didn't know his name. It was just like, that guy. Why did he <laughs> become a t-shirt model? Of all the people. And then read the article, read everything, applied, got accepted. and Kind of forgot about it. Yep. After that. Definitely forgot about it. Sucked into the vortex. Pursued a lot of things just because I didn't know where the Lord was leading my heart. And then he laid this out on the table nicely. That's amazing. So, and, you, and you've been here now for two months, three months. Yes. That's crazy. Like two and a half, I think. Yeah. I mean, Tommy, and you've got to have a slight <laughs> dose of the crazy in your veins to have come back for a second year, right? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and actually, it's like kind of cool for me to realize that, whoa, like, one year to the next, so different, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of like life in community. I mean, plenty of people listening to this episode still have no idea what the apprenticeship year is even about. <laughs> um, but like, what do you think has best prepared you for this moment? Because you weren't even like a big brother growing up. You were a little brother, you know? You, you, yeah. you grew up nowhere near Nashville. You're a Jersey boy, for crying out loud. <laughs> you know? Uh, Dang proud of it too. Yeah. Which exit again? What? Yeah, which exit? Which? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same as your mom is what you're supposed to say. Obviously, same, same as my mom. Exit. Same yeah, as so my mom. Yeah, yeah. Tell us just a little snippet of your your journey up until this point. Oh boy. Yeah, I I'm from Jersey, born and raised. Very proud of that fact. You're talking yeah, slower though these days. I'm, yeah, I'm on a podcast. I'm controlling myself. Normally, I'm you know. I think it's the southern boy that's coming out. And you oh deep, no! Deep don't down. say that. Don't say it. Funny enough, my we have my aunt. She's she was born in Ireland. She came here. She's like, you know, adamant about keeping the Irish heritage. And my mom's telling her, it's like, you know, I think you're, you know, I think your children are getting a Boston accent. And she's like, no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> and sure enough, there, there's a son saying, oh, McDonald had a fam. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Oh. Anyway, I really don't have much of an accent besides my pure rate of speed of talking. Yeah. Although it does come out in certain words. Like Max Alameda last year, I'm talking and I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I bought it. He's just like, what? And I was like. What? what did oh, you just say? And bought it. I, I bought it. Like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, the the W adds like emphasis actually in a good way. It's just like, I don't want to be your boss. I want to uh. be your boss. I'm your boss. <laughs> no, you that know? sounds like, cool. You're right. Get some coffee. You know, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not that extreme. I do know people where they're that extreme where it's just yeah. like, use guys are late. Kings get the best coffee ever. Yeah. Anyway, born in the Jersey Burbs. Really only about 40 minutes from New York City. Oh, wow. Uh, so growing up, assuming that's what a city looks like, Damn. any city has just become like, oh, this is, this is lovely. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Was homeschooled. I prefer to keep the incognito until people get to know me better. And then I drop that. And they're like, oh, you were homeschooled? I was like, yeah. yeah I'm probably going to homeschool my kids if I ever get married. <laughs> I mean, come on. You guys turn out so freaking good every time. Mm-hmm. I've well, always, not every time. Particularly, I've actually always been like, yeah, there's the stereotype of being like away from social norms, which can be manifest stuff in mostly bad ways, they mm. say, well, they presume. I like to think it's also a lot of really good things where like, yeah, social skills, independence. For me, like growing up, I was like, I don't want to be, you know, a registered clerk. I want to make money in a more efficient way. So mm. I was like, I'm going to go make my own business. Knocked on doors and started a landscaping company. Made old ladies only best friends. I love it. Yeah. And, and you just like, you grow <laughs> up in an environment of virtue most of the time. You know, mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of homeschooling families do carry the faith from one generation to the next a lot more smoothly as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So anyways, I think it's all kind of cool, yeah. but obviously it shapes you to such an extent that it's it's forever a part of you. Yeah. I I've never so. heard you introduce yourself without some reference to it. Yeah. You know, that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, it, it does have, you know, you usually say what school you've been to. And right. then, you know, so my sense, I'm like, yeah, I was, I'm a I'm homeschooler. No. <laughs> but like you were also Wait, a barista in I, college. And, sure and that's a big part of who you were, but I don't hear about it as much. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. now um, yeah, you're like well, in a marketing degree um, yeah degree, so uh, so to give job, context I mean, yeah you got a lot I, I kind of had like the i don't know the businessman charismatic kind of role in the family which mm. is like you know i rocked it you know even like the trash men were kind of like they called me boss you know really I, yeah, how? yeah how did that happen though just i would just bring out the trash the, i mean it's just you know banter and you know i'm a cute 12 year old i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah 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 going to college opened up horizons because i was like yeah i was kind of like home alone for like three years in terms of just like, you know, because my, my siblings, gone, siblings yeah. gone. And so, yeah, driving brought a lot of freedom, which is great. Mm. But going to, going from Jersey all the way to Kansas was quite a, quite a leap of faith. I knew no one literally. Yeah. It was so just a whole new world of opening up to like all that, but just really maximize it, I would say. And mm. I, I hopefully say the best of ways. That's cool. Yeah. And you yeah. took a big risk. Mm. I mean, I remember the day we interviewed Tommy Kalaki for the house director role <laughs> a year and a half ago. He's like, Looking so snazzy, and this is all happening over Skype. Well, all the Skype, so you, you don't know if I'm wearing bow tie. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know if I was in basketball. Dude, shorts. you were definitely dressed to impress. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. It was. You, I was but, like, wow. but you made a joke though. Like, we don't need to see your basketball shorts underneath. Yeah, it's true. and it was funny because I wasn't wearing basketball shorts, but I wasn't wearing shoes or socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Obviously, it's been a, a real journey, and I want to hear more about you know what it feels like to kind of mm. you know be a part of something that is bigger than yourself. You know, most young adults are not leaving college and doing something kind of unique and pretty heroic, right? And in Tommy's case, like this is this is on top of a full-time job. Lauren, you've just started working as well. Like this is no small thing. And, and I, want, I do want to talk about it, but let's just break open this word apprentice for a second because it implies, I think, something for all of us that we're in a state of becoming, right? We're always growing. To live is to change. To become perfect is to change often. So in a very real way, we're constantly apprenticing, hopefully in a very specific way after the heart of God, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And obviously that, that takes a lens of faith to, to see that and, and to understand that, to believe right. it. But we can all at the very least recognize that there's a gap between who we are and who we should be, right. even who we are and who we want to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And therefore we're always being trained, always being formed, always being apprenticed and developed mm -hmm. into the fullness of, of who we're supposed the to be. The moment you're not growing, you're just dying. That's right. That's exactly right. And so that is very much what this gap year is about. And you guys are living in the beauty and the chaos of it every <laughs> single day. You know, it's, it's really quite remarkable. We'll be back in just a moment with Tommy and Lauren. All right, everybody, this is that time of the Love Good Podcast each week where I tell you about some new, really cool, or timely thing happening with Love Good. And right now, as you can imagine, I'm here to tell you about our apprenticeship applications. All right, they are due on December 1st, okay? We might, if there's room, have a late application process later in January. But for now, the deadline is December 1st. So that means you've only got a few weeks to go to lovegoodculture.com slash apply and even begin this process of the application, followed by interviews, potentially a visit to Nashville. So if you are 18 to 25, or you know anybody who is, send them to lovegoodculture.com slash apply today. Don't delay. We've got a great promo video. We've got 
a beautiful vision statement and a lot of really detailed FAQs for those who really just got to wrap their head around what it actually looks like to live in Nashville and to be an apprentice. This is where you want to send them. And uh, all I can say is if there's any part of you, you know, that feels alone, that feels a, a great sense of of burning purpose for your life, but you don't know where to direct it. If you simply need community and a life of prayer and study, the Love Good Apprenticeship Year is for you. So again, go to lovegoodculture.com slash apply, and we look forward to hearing from you. At what point in your life did you recognize this this need, this desire for constant growth? And, and what is it that's written into the, the human heart that says, I, I can't stand still. I can't mm. just settle for stagnancy, right? Mm. Because if this year is about anything, if this nine-month experience of being a love good apprentice is about anything, it's it's laying a foundation for life. It's mm. it's getting all the right wheels moving internally to where you are a lifelong person of prayer, of study, of community, of, of hunger. You know, like we talked about it last night, actually at a, at a different event, right? But we've got to have the courage to always be hungry for more. Mm. And a lot of people, they just like allow their desires for more to be crushed and they yeah. just kind of get really complacent and they idly drift. And you guys stand out, certainly in your generation and mine, as being pretty rebellious mm. uh, against the, <laughs> the, 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 the mainstream current. Lies um, of quiet desperation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit of what that journey has been like for you, not necessarily with Love Good, but just this, this state of constant becoming and, and wanting to also be an instrument in other people's development, journey, ongoing formation as well. Man, okay, I'm going to go in a certain direction that, that is feel. Okay, I'm going to go with it. You feel? Are you a thinker or uh, a feeler? That's, that's, that's the question. Yeah. Actually, that's kind, of, that's kind of relevant. Yeah, I, I actually had a very sour taste in my, head, uh, in my mind of like the idea of philosophy. So I just kind of had a, a connotation of just simply pipe smoking and, you know, tweed jacket wearing people and just, yeah, all good things. But basically just I saw a lot of just sort of missing the point sort of like really loving it for its own sake as opposed to, you know, philosophy is the love of wisdom but not the love of love of wisdom, you know? And so that it's a means and not an end. And I saw a lot of people kind of loving it for its own sake as opposed to why it's supposed to be there for the first place. Yeah, college was like a really, as I said before, just like really open horizons and I didn't know a soul. And so like I've never had like, yeah, intense moments like with my faith, you know, it's just like, oh, wow, okay, I'm, I'm choosing this for myself now. Even like Tommy, I've always been Tommy, my real name disclaimer, it's actually Thomas. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I could go by Tom. I could go by Tom Tom. Never thought about that. Or I could go by Tommy still. <laughs> I'm glad you could go with Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what Tommy Boy was. That was a reference. People, because like Tommy Boy, I was just like, are we at this level of endearment where you can call me Tommy Boy? And then later I found out it's actually a movie reference. Yeah. <laughs> that made a, things a lot make a lot more sense. Fat guy anyway. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so it's just sort of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be Tommy. And yeah, I'm going to, so a lot of decisions that way. And even just learning to, yeah, to own, to discover yourself and to own yourself and to continue that process. And yeah, there was one thing that particularly happened in college that was really rough on me. And I was just sort of having a lot of internal grappling to do of a lot of intense emotion and even like having intense emotion about that intense emotion, just like, I hate this emotion, which is also an emotion itself. (laughs) And it is kind of like this whole cycle. And yeah, I couldn't stay there. And I knew I needed like meaning out of that. And I kind of went to the head to sort of make sense of it all. 
And I like to think that was the beginning of a really long and intense, I think good ultimately journey of kind of really sowing the head and the heart where the heart was just completely shattered and just really all over the place in an unmanageable way. And it's really started thinking about it, journaling a ton. Mm. And that just started sowing a lot of things. And and yeah, and from there, I realized like, wow, I actually really want to know. Like I, I want to know a great many things and, and to know it for its own sake and to, anyway, that all to say, Fast, flash, fast forward, fast forward. There it is. That's the phrase. Or flash forward. Flash think, forward, flash forward yeah. to yeah. senior year. I gave a talk, <laughs> True Leisure, Why Beauty Will Save the World and Why Distraction Will Destroy It. Is this before or after the 21 Pilots cover show? <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh man. After and before, because I did too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> True story. Good times. But yeah, like that, that talk was a lot of just this topic of like the head and the heart and just talking about the human heart desires certain things and you can't run away from that. And yeah, that talk was a manifestation of a lot of these random thoughts and intuitions and your, like, I don't know, many things just kind of crammed together. I like to think it came out kind of well. This is just sort of this passionate mess. Long story short, Marisol talks to me later. She's like, your whole talk that you were giving of all these intuitions you had, which again was a complete hot mess, but some good things came out of it. Yeah. Marisol was saying, look, there's a company that like literally does what you're getting at. Mm. It's called Love Good. Mm. And I looked it up and I was like, whoa, no, whoa. too good to be true. That's so um, cool. I love the providence around that. I know. But I immediately wrote it off because I was like, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm going back to New Jersey. I had the plan. I'm still a planner. I'm still, I like to big think I'm organized, you know? And so I, you know, I am organized in terms of how I operate, but then how I actually execute, it's another story. So mm. <laughs> I had a whole plan of going to DC, doing marketing, everything that made sense in paper. Yeah. Everything going to DC, all the interviews I did just gave un- intense unrest in my soul. Everything with love good, like, much to my like demise was like so peaceful, so sure. Yeah, it, I ultimately I followed peace, and that sounds really cheesy, but that's honestly why I came here. Is that like that's everything cool. about DC made sense, but didn't make sense because mm-hmm. I just knew it was not right. Mm-hmm. And everything with the interview with you and David <laughs> was just like, yep, this is making sense. Like this intense tranquility of soul. That's amazing, man. Mm. That's so cool. I've almost forgotten parts of that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a real cause for joy. So this really is my chance to say in front of the entire world, thanks to the both of you guys, because it is very easy to take for granted the, uh, well, the sacrifices that you guys make as house directors, as sort of the the overseers or the bearers of the culture that is love good, especially in these homes that you guys run and the lives of these apprentices that, that you mentor. Lauren, you, especially with that feminine genius, you know, you guys get the idea of home, right? <laughs> and you know what it really means to to live this being with and for one another well, you know? How would you describe the culture of your home? What, what does it mean to live in community? Because I'm sure there are people who look into that and think you're just all like, you know, aspiring nuns or something, right? Yeah, the women's house to describe it in one word, I would just say laughter. We are just constantly making each other laugh. There's constant joy in the house. And it's really tempting to think, yeah, we're all going to be nuns, or it's just like a sorority that's not labeled and there's super drama and gossip and that's not it at all. And it's beautiful. And I think it's because we all got to that point where we realized we needed human formation and we needed Christ and we needed people to get us there. And so it was like, we were all on this, the same level on this like playing field of running in sanctity and sainthood and running together. And so there's no 
there's no sort of, oh, well, you owe me this because of service and because I'm serving you in this way. It's just constant shared life. Mm. And it's incredible. Yeah. Especially in a world that I think does feel incredibly isolated, incredibly Mm. lonely. You know, we need each other. And that sounds like the most obvious and maybe even cheesy thing to say, but most of us aren't living into that. Or we don't even have the opportunity for it. Yeah. I can say post-graduation, graduating in May and then going home for the summer and not having a community, super lonely, Mm. super like Mm -hmm. jumped into that slope super hard. Yeah. And getting here, have not felt it since. Wow. That's amazing. And really until you're like married or in, in a fullness of a vocation, like you need it. You just really need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tommy. Community. And really like the, yeah. the why, the you why. know, what would you say are the, the most common pain points that you see? And <clears throat> in, in even the, the, the young men that, mm-hmm. you know, you have the mm-hmm. privilege of of apprenticing and, and mentoring here in, in our house. Ultimately, we all want to be happy. We all want to live fully alive. And that was redundant. Like, I, yeah, it, I, th- I I constantly think of like means and end. I know it's really nerdy, but it's just kind of how I operate sometimes where I think at the beginning of the year, the pain points is just, yeah, kind of working for it, you know? And it, and it can be kind of like work where you have to like say, no, we're going to like have an intentional community night on Mondays and then like the whole community on Thursdays, you know? And that might seem a bit artificial at first, but that's the, the goal isn't for its own sake. The goal is to set up a capacity in which like the real thing you're after is there, which is true communion. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to work for the use like a particular means in order to attain the end. Yeah. And that's kind of why we're here too. There's moments where we're grinding gears. There's a moment where you got to like change. Like there's, there's true authentic good parts of ourselves where, you know, we're all gloriously different, you know, but there's also parts of us where, you know, we're actually just dying to the false self. <laughs> we're just got to like, you know, uh, smooth out those edges. And and community does that so beautifully where you just, your selfishness comes out real quick mm. <laughs> and you realize yeah. what you need to work on. People can all sanctify us. And uh, yeah. yeah, but but in that sense, like it's when you really come together in that way, Again, there's there's work initially, but ultimately that's not what we're after. We're after like living fully alive and we ultimately need it from each other. Yeah. And that, you know, marriage I think is another great example. Not that I have any experience. Let's hope not, but hopefully one day. <laughs> but that in marriage, there's it's not all rainbows and butterflies, you know, but mm-hmm. but that's certainly that the day they sanctify each other and they they bring each other home, mm. you know, and that there's there's work to be done sometimes, but they're there because there's a higher purpose that they're there for. And that with each other, they, they bring out the best in one another. And even those moments of adversity, that it's still so much higher and they live more fully alive. Like that through relation, we ironically, or not ironically, but paradoxically see our individuality. Mm. I think the same is really true, even with just communion, just with guys. Yeah, that it's, it's work, but that when you it's no longer work nothing's wrong actually it's actually when you've, you've kind of arrived mm. um, yeah. and it's, it's funny awesome. because this has been broken down in corporate terms too with like you know struggling oh, yeah. thriving you know or yeah. synergy all, all the corporate crap you know but but it's it's all just anthropology it's all just the longings of the mm-hmm. heart and they just apply it to corporate and stuff mm. yeah and community just breaks you down but brings you up all at the same time so much that the only thing left to see in the other person is christ mm. yeah it's awesome well guys Final words. Okay, imagine maybe the 18-year-old Lauren, the 21-year-old Tommy, which wasn't that long ago, you know? Imagine the the scores of young people that you've been accompanying and just been in the life of, even in the last few months. Mm. What would you say to them? What, what, would, what would have kind of sealed the deal for you 
in applying to be an apprentice, which which neither of you are technically apprentices, but you're obviously mm-hmm. living their life as well. <clears throat> what would you say to the world that is perhaps just waiting for the final push? Or it might even be that we have listeners out there who who know 18 to 25 year olds who not only need this, but would really want it and mm-hmm. thrive in it, you know? Mm-hmm. What would be your your final word of encouragement to those folks? The world weighs you down. And there are people out there that don't want that anymore, just like you mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. I would say the first thing that comes to mind is it's a big dose in training and education. That training tells you what to do, how to do something, some particular thing. And colleges do a great job at this, you know, but colleges, I think more and more are less so really educating us. And education is a, is a wholeness. It's sort of like an awakening of the desires of the heart, sort of like a fruition of who we actually are. And I think another just guiding purpose in all these things, which can be applied to like, yeah, a lot of things, maybe all things, probably just a lot of things, but it's just that, is this leading me home or not? You know, mm. like in, in like love good in a nutshell is that for better or worse, media affects you, you know? So because that's a reality for better or worse, let's make it for the better mm. that, that many things affect us and that we ultimately want to be fully alive and fully happy and a great deal of many things affect us and we want it for the better that like, yeah, you could literally, I would say, break it down where everything has some kind of impact on you for better or for worse. And we ultimately want to fully alive and go home. Mm-hmm. And then I think that the classic thing with, yeah, education training or just like being crazy and just, you know, being like a pseudo missionary or just like taking a leap of faith and like skipping a year or like skipping a year, even the fact that you want to use the word skipping, you know, that like you're skipping out of life somehow. But, but no, like, what are you actually after? Because you're after to get a job. Okay, great. Why? Okay, money. Great. Why? Because you want to, you know, be, you know, have means. And these are all good things. But again, they're, they're means and not the end. The end is being happy, mm-hmm. uh, which of course involves money and, and security. But just constantly go to what are you actually after? Mm, And you have to boil it down in that one. And then when you really break it down, you realize, oh, (laughs) I just want to be happy. Okay, Mm -hmm. now let's define that and go from there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's what this year is. I think for many of these apprentices, for myself included, it's asking that question, constantly coming back to it and connecting the dots with virtue, with, you know, community, with friendship, all of our principles, as we call them, in this art of being human. And for those who aren't aware, every single morning, the apprentices wake up, they pray, oh, they pray. I mean, wow. (laughs) It is pretty intense. And then we go into Love Good Academy. So for an hour and a half, almost two hours every day, we're constantly coming back to these fundamental questions of what it really means to be human, right? And then everybody's often either going into schools or internships, jobs, all these different individual tracks, as we call them. And then you spend a heck of a lot of time mentoring and accompanying young people along the way. So this mm-hmm. really is a year to cultivate the hero in you and the hero in each of us that knows there's got to be more to this life than what the eye can see. Mm-hmm. And that surely we are all made for, as you said, Tommy, the fullness of, of life and happiness, right? That's a journey that looks a little bit different for every single person on planet Earth. And yet the principles remain. So all that to say, I don't know. If you yourself listening out there is, you know, between the ages of 18 and 25, go to lovegoodculture.com slash apply and apply. Like this is the beginning of a process, right? You're going to go through an interview. You're going to perhaps even visit Nashville, experience what it really is to be an apprentice. 
we want you, but you only have until December 1st to apply, all right? <laughs> so the deadline is looming and spots will be limited. We, we decided very <clears throat> sincerely this year, we would rather keep the program small and intense and mm. awesome than to just open it up to the entire if world. If not mm-hmm. for anything, just do the application. It's a great exercise in self-knowledge. It is. It's, it's intense. long and it's intense, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's and you come out the other side knowing more about yourself. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> that's exactly right. And obviously, if you just happen to know young people in that age category, 18 to 25, who should be applying, who should be aware of this program, send them our promo videos. Send them to lovegoodculture.com slash apply. There's a massive FAQ section that covers so many of probably the, the most common questions that are occurring to all of you, even as you're listening to this conversation unfold. And as always, thank you for tuning in. And more than anything, Tommy and Lauren, I can't thank you enough for coming on to the podcast today. Enjoy, Jimmy. Just to share a little bit of your own story, but also to hear a bit of the realities of this apprenticeship year and how you know brings out the best and the worst and ultimately the growth that we all most want in this life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have been amazing. We'll hopefully bring you on again soon, huh? Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy, Thanks, so much. Thanks, Jimmy. Peace. Peace is riddled and wrought with strife But we both know there's more to life The war was over years ago At least I used to think so Love knows no fear, oh, love come near I'll whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear Love knows no fear, oh, love come near I'll whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear You're listening to another track from our exclusive Firesides Sessions mixtape. You can only find that at lovegoodculture.com slash free, unavailable anywhere else. Pretty awesome. And you know what? I'm not going to say another word about the apprenticeship program. You heard all about it from Tommy and Lauren. You know where to go, lovegoodculture.com slash apply. We're only a few weeks away from that December 1st deadline. But I just want to say a massive word of thanks to all of you who, like our apprentices, are out there cultivating the art of being human, who are doing more than just raising their standard for music, books, and art, but really turning that standard into a way of life by bringing beauty to the forefront, right? Of rooting ourselves in the truth, of allowing goodness to overflow and inspire everyone that we come into contact with. And we all know what role and and really the, the centrality of faith that's necessary for that to all be possible. So anyways, you guys are truly my inspiration. All of you out there who are tired of this culture of noise and and ready for beauty to break through and most especially by the way that you live. So I cannot thank you enough for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another very special guest, one of our regular contributors now, Dr. Ryan Hanning. And he is not only a brilliant theologian, he is a homesteader married with a 10th kid on the way. All right, so much to come with Dr. Ryan Hanning in the months ahead. And next week will be your big introduction to him, especially if you've not yet heard his episode on goats, which would have been as a guest during season two. So go back and listen to that if you want to get a little taste of Ryan before he's in the studio. You guys are amazing. Having a a wonderful rest of your week and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace.
Thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Start enjoying our exclusive content and seasonal packages that will raise your standard for music, books, and art and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.